Hey guys, back again uh, with probably a pretty short uh, quarter three loose ends episode. Um, if you uh, are new to the show, this is probably a weird episode to jump in at. But if you are, uh, of course, mainly what I do is I uh, put out these monthly episodes where I talk about all of the new releases that I've listened to. And then I go into greater detail on my five favorite releases of that month. But, you know, as always, there uh, are going to be releases that I miss and I just don't get around to. So these Loose Ends episodes, obviously, you know, tying up Loose Ends, that's where I got the name from. And uh, it's just a way for me to look back and uh, just go over some brief thoughts on uh, what I did miss, what I finally got around to. Uh, here pretty recently. Uh, so of course, you know, talking about quarter three, like I said, so uh, July, August, and September. And uh, as usual with these, I'm going to start from the very bottom, um, what I liked probably the least out of the episode up to, you know, at the very end, I'll talk about what my favorite thing uh, in this episode is. Uh, so yeah, and off the bat, I want to say, uh, really didn't dislike anything um, out of all of these that I'm going to talk about. So uh, at worst, um, you know, some of these I wasn't super into, but, you know, not bad. Um, yeah, if any of these sound interesting to you, definitely uh, go seek them out. And uh, like I said, not going to go into great detail, not going to do like song by song, just some brief thoughts. Uh, so here we go. Uh, first up, we've got Paint with Lost for Words. I really loved Paint's album from 2020, uh, titled Spiritual Vegas. Uh, definitely somewhere among my top 50 for that year. It was a quirky, psychedelic pop treat, and I think I even owned the record uh, at one point before I sold off my collection. Um, and this uh, new album here, on the other hand, feels like instrumental outtakes from uh, those same recording sessions, and, you know, it's definitely interesting all this time later, but I don't know, uh, I, I just couldn't get that interested in this one, I don't, I don't remember there being any vocals, which, you know, that's not a bad thing, I like a lot of instrumental albums, but the instrumentals are definitely on the spacier side, um, course again a little psychedelic but not in the most interesting way to my ears uh it's it's just not as engaging as I would hope for um I don't know much about who paint is exactly if it's a guy or if it's a band but I know that I loved that one album and this is kind of a little bit of a letdown but it, it's not bad it's just kind of there um I wouldn't listen to it again but you know if if you uh by some off chance, I don't think a lot of people know who Pain is. Um, if you do and you, you liked that album, give this a shot. You might get something out of it. And I don't know, maybe one day I'll go back to it, but probably not. Uh, moving on, we've got Teenage Fan Club with Nothing Last Forever. This album, you know, I know Teenage Fan Club is like a. I think they're generally praised as like being like a ninety, like an iconic nineties uh, power pop group. And I've heard, like, Bandwagon-esque, I think, and maybe something else and uh, from around the 90s. And I, I think maybe I've heard uh, 
one of their more recent albums, but I, I can't really remember. Uh, but I do know this album pretty much sticks to the same formula for the whole record. Uh, it's jangly, easy, breezy, uh, power pop jams. Um, it's it's good. Uh, definitely like a one-listen album again for me, but it's very nice. It's very pleasant while it's on. I'm just extremely neutral on it. Uh, not negative on it, but not super positive on it either. It's like I said, it's just there. Um, definitely, if uh, if you want to get into the Teenage Fan Club, I, I of course I would recommend starting with uh, Bandwagon esque, and then after that, you'll have to uh, kind of go online and do some research because that's about all I know. But yeah, it, it's it's fine. Uh, then we have James Blake with playing Robots into Heaven. So uh, I really respect James Blake, and I think he is an ultra talented dude who always delivers uh, solid work, but I've just had a little bit of trouble finding much personal replay value in anything that he's done uh, since his debut all the way back in like 2011. And I, I think there was like an EP he did with uh, Bon Iver at one point. I, I don't know. If, maybe it was just a song. It was something, you know, around that time. Um, since those two releases, though, I've just, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, when he first came out, I really loved the spacey uh, electronic and piano crossover. And he's essentially been doing the same kind of things throughout his career, of course, updating it with each new album. Um, and this time he's got this sort of, I don't know if you call it IDM. Um, I'm kind of stupid when it comes to uh, electronic genres, but uh I think it's called IDM, Don't Shoot Me. He, he's got that kind of vibe going on. It's kind of intelligent music for this like dark club vibe. And I, like I said with the other two before this, I enjoy it while it's on, but it'll probably stay as something I respect, but I just don't listen to on my own time. Maybe one day I'll do a full-on James Blake deep dive, but just haven't been, you know super in love with anything since uh his very early days but i like i said i really respect the dude i think he's very talented moving on we have kim petrus with a problematique uh <laughs> this is a step uh back in the right direction uh, from kim's other album this year i think it was called feed the beast or something like that yeah feed the beast uh and that album wasn't bad it was just okay just not super memorable, and this new one still isn't that memorable, to be honest, but it's got more disco-flavored pop stuff than trap beats, which, I don't know, for me personally, that's kind of what I go to Kim Petras for. You know, I love Hard to Break, and I don't want it at all. Those, like, early singles. Um, and this goes back into that direction. Uh, I don't like love any of these songs but I, I you know I really like a few of them I, I think it I think you know the album can be fun at times and uh I don't know still down the middle for this one but it's something I can work with a little bit more like I said than her last album uh, Feed the Beast so yeah maybe she's kind of on the the track back up I guess we'll see from here uh 
Then we have spelling with spelling in the mystery school. You know, I like spelling. I, I wasn't as big of a fan of the turning wheel as the rest of the world, but I still enjoyed its weird kind of Kate Bush-like uh, art pop mystical kind of thing. I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, and of course, at times it felt a little too theatric for my personal taste. And that's unfortunately still kind of the case with this new album. Um, but I will say her voice is really beautiful in certain parts and the piano playing is excellent. I love uh, some, of, some of the melodies that she gets into here. I think, I don't know much about the background of this album, but I think some of it is like uh, made up of reworkings of older songs of hers. I, I could be wrong. Uh, like I said, don't shoot me. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I just need more time with her music. Um, she is an artist that I would like to work on getting a little bit more into. Uh, but we'll we'll see what happens, you know. Uh, then we have The Coral with Sea of Mirrors. I don't know too much about this band. I, I don't even know what they look like or anything. Um, but I guess due to their name being what it is, The Coral... Uh, they typically seem to put out these, like, uh, nautical sea life tinged, uh, like indie rock records, uh, and they usually have these really cool kind of classic 60s arrangements. Um, their last album from 2021, I forget the name of it, but it had, uh, that song, what is it? Uh, Lover, Undis Lover Undiscovered, uh, which is a really cool little retro indie rock jam. Um, that album was a bit more guitar-based. Um, this one's more, of course, piano-based. Um, and it has some really fun cinematic moments. Um, it's not something I would listen to uh, a lot, if ever again. Um, but, you know, maybe if I'm driving around the beach or something and I want something to let me rephrase that. If I'm driving around the beach on like a kind of a foggy, windy day, it's that kind of vibe. Um, if I'm doing that, I might put this album on again. But if I'm not in that situation, I'm not entirely sure. But, you know, definitely moving up in quality here. You know, I started, you know, like I said, I'm starting from a least favorite working up to my favorite for the episode. Uh, this is kind of in the middle for me. Um, pretty good stuff. Um, if it sounds cool to you, definitely check it out. Uh, then we have Trippy Red with A Love Letter to You 5. Uh, part of his, obviously, called A Love Letter to You series. Uh, it's number 5. Um, and yeah, it's, it's Trippy Red. Not much to say about it, really, but I love Trippy. Um, his crossover of alternative rock and R&B and rap uh, is always interesting to me. I don't think this is his best crop of songs by any means. Um, when I go to listen to random songs of his, I'm probably not going to choose much from this album or whatever you want to call this EP, whatever. Um, but each song is consistently good and I don't think there are really any skips. Um, as the youngsters like to say, I kind of am, am a youngster. I don't know. I'm 27. So kind of a kind of borderline Gen Z millennial. I don't know if I should be calling people youngsters, but uh, yeah, uh, 
no skips really um at its worst it's just maybe a little middle of the road for trippy but still really good stuff all around um like trippy a lot uh then we have the clientele with i am not there anymore um this is probably a weird time to jump into the clientele's discography, but I thought this album had a lot of cool, sophisticated Baroque pop gems on it. Uh, one thing I really appreciate about their music is how out of time it always manages to feel. Uh, like, you could tell me these songs are from the 60s, or the 90s, or the 2000s, or even the 2020s, which it obviously is, and... I would believe you no matter which one you said, like, they just sound like they're in their own world, and I really respect that. It's not an album I can really pick out a whole lot of particular songs from, but while it's on, it's a really nice, um, consistent vibe, and uh, I definitely want to check out more of their stuff. I've heard a few songs here and there, like, I think uh, Hannah showed me one of their biggest songs, if not their biggest song, uh, Reflections After Jane, and love, love, love that song. It's a beautiful song. Um, but yeah, now I feel even more inclined to uh, check out their stuff. Uh, then we have Vagabond with Sorry, I Haven't Called. This is just a straightforward vibe-heavy indie pop and R&B crossover. Probably makes for great background music when you're just, you know, hanging out at home and painting or something along those lines. Not much to say about it really, honestly, but I love her voice and I think, you know, it's a solid little record. Uh, not much to say, like I said. Uh, then we have Isn't It Now by Animal Collective. Uh, Anco, without a doubt, uh, a legacy indie act at this point, and I'd say they've been that way for a while now. Uh, maybe since Centipede Hurts in 2012, like, I remember when that came out being, uh, I think I was a junior, junior or senior in high school, I can't remember exactly, and I remember thinking even then, like, they feel like they've entered the next stage of their career after, you know, the 2000s with, obviously, Feels and Strawberry Jam and uh, Merriweather, and, you know, they're always pushing forward and, and doing their normal psychedelic pop thing. And uh, sometimes it sticks really well. Um, time skips from last year was really good. And I think this new one might be a little bit of a step down, but it's still pretty darn good. Um, it's, it's still impressive. Um, the 20 minute song, you know, I didn't, I didn't even realize there was a 20 minute song on the album and it was, it was on for a while, and I was like, is this the same song? And it was. Um, but yeah, the upbeat part of that song got me really excited. Uh, I almost jumped out of my chair the first time I heard it. But yeah, um, good album from Animal Collective. Um, you know, uh, it's got it's got some really good tracks on it. I would like to go back to it uh, and revisit at some point. Uh, then we have Soccer Mommy with Karaoke Night. Uh, Sophie from Soccer Mommy taking shots at some cover songs here. It's a pretty short EP, and it's as good as you would imagine it being. Um, her melancholic indie rock sound is a good fit for these tunes, um, especially I'm Only Me When I'm With You, which is probably my favorite, and uh, also Losing My Religion. Um, you know, she doesn't do anything crazy with the arrangements. They sound exactly like 
you think they would if you know her music, but somehow she still takes them to a new emotional realm, which I really appreciate. Uh, yeah, this is a really good little EP um, from Soccer Mommy. Uh, then we have Zach Bryan with Boys of Faith. New EP from Zach Bryan here. Uh, five very fiery country rock tunes with great vocals, interesting lyrics. I love that one line on the song about uh, Friend of the Devil by the Grateful Dead. And uh, killer playing all around. It's nothing groundbreaking or spectacular by any means, but it gives me more of what I wanted from his recent album, which obviously that was an album. This is an EP. And, you know, the album had a lot of acoustic ballads that I feel like, you know, they were very pretty, but I also feel like my interest in the album just kind of waned over time. And I was just, I don't know, I kind of struggled to get through the whole album, but I, I think this EP kind of represents what I really liked about that album in a shorter, uh, more condensed form. And like I said, a lot more fiery, and um, yeah, I really like the CP. Um, I stay consistently interested throughout the whole thing. Uh, yeah, Boys of Faith by Zach Bryan. Uh, then we have, uh, let's see, How Do You Sleep at Night by Tizo Touchdown. I thought this album was insanely creative and weird in the best way, tossing out left turns with nearly every track. The main musical palette, of course, being this sort of uh, like bedroom pop and R&B crossover, uh, usually with punk and rock thrown in here and there. It's kind of hard to describe. Um, you definitely need to check it out for yourself um, if that sounds, uh, sounds interesting to you. Um, Tizo is extremely animated on the mic and he's got so much charisma. It's totally infectious. And, uh, you know, for all of that, I, I think he's definitely an artist to watch. Um, I've enjoyed the features that he's delivered on past songs, like the uh, feature on the last Tyler album and the feature on Utopia by Travis Scott. And, uh, yeah, uh, hearing him in his own colorful world uh, on this album was a treat. And uh, I'm excited to see him grow and grow as an artist. Um, this album was a lot of fun. Uh, I think You Thought and Neighborhood are probably my favorites. And, you know, it's not an album that will work for everyone. It's it's a little wacky at times. It can be a little much. I don't think it's perfect, but I think it, um, you know, the, the really good parts definitely outweigh the bad. And, uh, yeah, like I said, artists to watch. And the last one, my favorite album in this episode... It's Arm and Hammer with We Buy Diabetic Test Strips. What a title. Um, makes me chuckle every time. Um, I've had a difficult time getting into Billy Woods and Elucid's projects outside of uh, Haram in 2021. Um, you know, I always appreciate what they do, but I don't know. Something about their music has been going over my head. Um, but this is finally a time where it clicks with me, so, you know, maybe I'm due to go back and check out what I haven't gotten into before, uh, but regardless, I really enjoyed this album. It's dense, it's jazzy, it's experimental, and honestly, it's one of the most boundary-pushing rap albums I've heard in a while. Um, 
you know, that being said, it's not something I will listen to all the time. It's, like I said, it's very, very, very dense. There's a lot packed into it. There's a lot going on. Um, but, you know, these kind of, these kinds of albums are very rewarding because you're always going to pick up on new things every time you listen. And I, I don't know, I just, I really appreciate the ongoing abstract portrait that it paints of uh, living in New York City. You've got all of these different images and slices of life uh, that form into this really interesting, loose narrative. Um, I watched a video, shout out Professor Sky, where he likened it to uh, Basquiat and his paintings and how he was inspired by, you know, random street signs and, uh, you know, signs and stores that would say certain things. And I, you know, once I realized that this album was kind of going for a similar thing, uh, piecing all of these, um, these city things together, I'm not <laughs> describing it as eloquently as, uh, as he did, but just when I found out what this album was going for, I, I think that also kind of helped me. So, I feel like maybe also if I go back and, you know, with like the Billy Wood stuff that I liked but wasn't super into, if I go back and, you know, apply a little bit more context to that stuff, maybe I'll get more into it. But yeah, I, I really like this album. I think it is very interesting. Uh, you know, it's not going to be like one of my absolute favorites of the year. At least I don't think so, but it is damn good. It is, it is certainly an interesting experience. Um, definitely takes you somewhere. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, gonna wrap it up for, uh, this Loose Ends episode. Uh, like I said, knew this one was going to be a little bit short. Um, as always, thank you so much for listening and thank you for the support coming up pretty soon. Uh, probably next we've got the October wrap up. There were a few things I wanted to put out, but it's just been pretty difficult year. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm okay, but I, I'm, you know, I'm doing fine. I'm actually pretty happy for the most part, but there's just been so much going on. Um, life is, is really chaotic as I always say. Um, so I'd like to put out more stuff when I can and, you know, promote the show a little bit more, but, you know, I'm doing what I can when I can, and uh, that's what it is. Uh, but, yeah, uh, thanks so much again, and I will see you next time.